Welcome. This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. What is given? Who knows? Let's let's teach together this morning. What is given? Anybody? Amen. To offer. What else? To bequeath. What is given? To what? To supply, to present. You see that last part? Without expectation. So if you are offering, or if you are bequeathing, hey, I try now. It means you're doing it without expecting anything in return. So now let's test your offering that you give. If you give and expecting a return, are you offering or are you giving or you are sowing? If there's an expectation in your heart, I'm about to give this thing. I want to render a service to Mr. Williams. If I'm rendering that service and I'm expecting that because I rendered a service to him, he's going to render a service to me or to my wife or my children. Have I given him or have I sold? So do we give as Christians or do we sow? I leave that question for my opponent to answer. Who's my opponent? I don't know. Amen? Once there is an expectation of compensation, you've not given. I know that scripture. Give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Listen, that scripture was not given to you so that you have an expectation. It was explained to you so that you will understand what happens. That when you give without expecting, because God who sees in secret knows how to reward openly, will reward you by himself. So when we give, we do not do it because we are expecting to bribe God. It is not trade by butter. Okay, if I do this, God will do that. Or if I do this for my friend, my friend will do this back to me. See, the reason why you are angry with people, now let me, it's only me that call. They don't call back. So the reason why you call is because you are expecting me to call back. I won't call you. I don't, I don't even like calling. So if you call somebody like me and you are expecting that I will, I will call you back because you are calling me. Okay. <laughs> Hello? Why do you call people? Why do you greet? If I greet him, he'll greet me back. Oh, this person is my friend. So I want to help, I want to help Amma, right? If I render help to Reverend Amma, when I'm in need, Reverend Amma will help me back. So I've rendered help to him, and I'm in need. He's not rendering help back to me. I get angry. So you can't keep friends. You're always finding faults in people because everything you do is not genuine. You're hoping for something back for the per- from the person. Then you're not a giver. You're not one that gives. Uh-oh. Sir, 
It's like a lot of people here don't give up. Because people are not frowning. <laughs> Is it me that defined it? Who defined it? Fabian Abi. So don't hold me. It's Fabian's definition we are using. I didn't define it. In my own definition, it was compensation. In our own, is expecting something back. Our own is even more explanatory. All right. Everything. What is everything? Because, see, let me tell you all about starting with definitions. If we do not understand the terms, I'll just be here speaking English and reading scriptures. And you go home and say, what happened? Say, Pastor Bear preached. He read plenty scripture. Powerful, and he was jumping up and down like canary that's eating pepper. Happy, and we're excited. Everybody was shouting in church. What did you learn? He was shouting in church. Okay? So, first of all, we have juggled your mind about what it means to give. So, the next time you're doing something for someone, you should ask. The next time you're about to react to somebody not calling you back, you should ask yourself, did I call this person because I cared, or I called because this person can call me back? Hello? What is everything? Hmm? All. Withholding nothing. Right? Nothing excluded. So everything is nothing excluded. So giving everything means releasing all you have, holding back nothing, without expecting anything. And what are we giving it to? Giving everything you have, everything you own, everything you possess to God without expecting God to give you anything. Hello? That's what it means. What is everything? Or what does everything entails? We're looking at three, basically. Three broad ones. But let's, let's just name as many as we can name. What does, three ent- what does everything entails? Your children. Let's start from... Ah. Somebody shouted wife. <laughs> so let me explain that wife part. To give your wife to God is to allow her to do God first before you. It means that when she wants to pray, your hunger does not matter. Can we be real? When she says she's going out for evangelism, your stomach does not matter. We said everything now. You want to give your wife but that's what it means. It means allowing her serve God with all her might, all her strength, all her heart, and not holding her back. Giving everything to God means giving your children up to God. 
To give your children up means you must train them in the way of the Lord. The ideologies you must give to them can only be the ideologies of God, nothing else. What else can we give? But you know when you give your husband to God, he can wake up 12 midnight and tell you he's leaving the house because a member has an issue. And you will say, why? He will say, go. Hello? Can we talk? When you tell him, sir, I need to, we need to buy this in the house. He says, okay, I've heard. But all I have right now in my account is 100,000. And someone just called me that there's a need. And what the person needs is 100,000. The God that gave us this one will give us again. I'm letting this 100,000 euro go for that person's need. We have some other things we can actually survive with. And you don't frown. Should I keep talking about giving your husband? Okay, they said no. Hello? They said no. So what else can we give? Time. Yourself. What about your skill? What about your skill? I have barbers here. Have stylists. If you give your saloon up to Jesus, who decides what you do there? If the saloon now stops you from coming to church, who has the saloon? <laughs> the saloon now owns you, no longer Jesus. To say I have given my job to Jesus. Or I'm giving my all, everything. It means including your work. It means that your work cannot come between you and God. Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God? Everything. Withholding nothing. It also means giving God your current situation. What does it mean to give God your current situation? To give God your current situation is to allow God to decide the way out of where you are. It's to stop trying to figure out your life by yourself. In fact, when we're teaching, I think, I think I'll talk about life this morning briefly. You don't even have a life. The life you think you have is not even your own. We'll get there very soon. So that issue you're going through, you need to stop trying to fix it. Because the more you try to fix, the more you put yourself in place of God. To give God everything is not only to call on God when things are bad. It means to give God your good. When everything is rosy, when it is making sense, give it to God. You know, we live in a dispensation where we only call God when things have gone bad. That's when you now start to call God, Oh God, Lord, remember your word. When you were bawling, you did not tell him to remember his word though. Right? 
But things have gone haywire. Now you're saying, Lord, remember your word. You promised me. Lord, you said you will never leave me nor forsake me. But you left him before now. Now you are not blaming him for where you are. Not knowing that even when you're in the fire, he's there. So, do you know the reason why we tell God, Lord, have you forgotten me? Is because we do not know that God has always been there. And the reason why we don't know that God has always been there is because we have not committed our totality to God. God only has a part of us. Sorry. But you know, a lot of us in church, we decide the part of us that God we have. In fact, when somebody is talking to you about some things about your life, you say you don't understand. In this generation and this dispensation, you are old school. When someone tells you that as a Christian, there are some things you cannot do, you say you don't understand. You are still living in the past. You don't know how life is now. You are not current. Current affair. Well done, oh. Hmm? I'm greeting you. Continue. But when there's problem, what do you do? I said this some few weeks ago. God is not supposed to be at the middle of your life. Don't worry if you did not hear me that Thursday. All right. So let's start with this. The everything you have, how did you get it? Because one of the reasons why it is difficult for us to give God everything is because we think that we got everything by ourselves. It's like this. I have kids, so I can, I can, I can understand this part. You buy a child biscuits, right? And the child is holding it. And you now say, Mose, let me have one. She's big now, she can't try that. She now hides it at the back. And say, no. I won't give you daddy. I have doing like this. You are the biscuit that I can eat. Do you know that's how some of us are with God? The biscuit in your hand was given to you by God. You say, no, I worked and I got paid. I went to school and I got a degree. Do you know how many people got admission with you that died? In fact, some people died on their way to NYC. Some people died after NYC. Some people died after they got their first employment letter. Some people died when they received their first salary. Hello? So what makes you think it is yours? Is there anything that was made that was not made by him? John said, for without him was not anything made that was made. It means that everything you see, everything that exists was made by him. He made all, he has all. What you have is a subset of what he released. So he gave you. You are afraid to give him. Because you think that if you give him, it will finish. Do you know that's why most of us don't do anything in church? If I give this thing now, I'll not have it again. If I give my job, I'll be jobless. Who gave you the job in the first place? Eh? If I give my time, I won't have enough time to do other things. Who gave you time? In fact, who made time? You are afraid to give time to the maker of time. Sorry, let me ask you this question. 
I make clothes, right? So, imagine I was producing fabric. And I gave, he's my friend, don't worry, Reverend Amma Fabric. And I said, Reverend Amma, give me one yard of that fabric I gave to you. He'll be afraid that if he gives me, he will never have that particular fabric again. And I'm the maker of the fabric. Can't I remake? If he gives me, will he ever lack fabric? So the reason why he lacks fabric is because he's always afraid to give me the fabric I gave to him in the first place. The reason why there's never enough time for you to do the things you want to do with your life is because you're afraid to actually give your time to God. And so because you're afraid to give your time to God, your time is never going to be enough for you. The same 24 hours you have that you cannot use well, it's the same 24 hours people have and they're doing great things. So the issue is not God. Can we read the Bible? So let's establish first of all that there is nothing that you have that was not given to you, right? Okay. Second Peter 1, 3. But we're going to read a lot of scriptures. I sent them plenty scriptures. Okay. As his divine power has he given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And as his divine power Meaning that whatever he has given to you, he gave it to you by his capacity. The level to which you have is not the level to which you can produce. The level to which you have is the level to which God can produce. So the reason why you qualified for that promotion is because God has excellence in him and he has produced his excellence through you. God on his own cannot produce excellence in your office because he doesn't work there. Technically, he works there. Because you work in your office, God works in your office. And if you give your life and your working ethics to God, he will produce excellence through you and you get promoted. The reason why you're not productive in your office is because you're running your office on your own. Hello? Psalms 24 verse 1. Let's just read. It says, The earth of the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and those who dwell where? Therein. The earth. In fact, where you even stand is not even your own. Next. We're looking at who, where, did, where you got everything in the first place. Next verse. First Chronicles. You have it now. Just be moving. Just be moving. Just be moving. Just be moving. Okay. It says, Both riches and honor come from you. Riches and honor come from you. And you reign over all. In your hands are power and might. In your hands it is to make great. And to give strength to all. So if you are great, it is in the hands of God. And the power is in his hand with which he used to make you great. Next verse. Colossians. It says, for by him all things were created. That are in heavens, on earth, visible and invincible. Whether thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers, all things were created through him. (laughs) Your job was created through him. And your voice 
was created through him and your husband was created through him and your child was created through him and your money was created and uh-huh, thank you everything that he made he made it for himself next verse John 1 verse 3, I've read this, I've quoted this already. He said, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Next. 1 Corinthians 4, 6 and 7. Please write, oh. 1 Corinthians 4. He said, now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself, and Apollos for your sake, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written. That none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against another. Now, this was even talking about ministry. We're talking about pastors, preachers. You know, sometimes my pastor will say, I prefer this pastor to this pastor. I like this pastor more than this pastor. This pastor shouts. This pastor does not shout. You know, I'm the shouter in Living Spring. As one of you like shouting. Right? My shouting was made through him and for him. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't get it. The reason why Reverend must speak in English, his English was made through him. He says, For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you have not received it? You come to Georgia like this because you mistakenly buy Benz. Nobody can talk to you again. Benz that you pay twice for. You didn't even buy it here, Robert. You bought it Benjo. Something you bought, use, 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 use. It's tired. They now ship it to Nigeria. You now struggle, struggle, struggle. You now bought it when you come to church. As you see, Mr. Kadiri says, I'm never greet Inside, they drive small legs or they drive Benz. Nothing like this. All of a sudden, you have boy in your armpit. Cannot come down. What do you have that you did not receive? You say, but sir, I put in the effort. It is not of him that will it. Not of him that run it. Bread is not given to men of wisdom. Let me tell you. Do you know there are people that are smarter than you? But they can't feed. There are people that have better skills than you in the same industry. But they've not gotten to where you have gotten to. There are people that are more educated than you are. But they cannot boast of your achievement. So why do you think it's about you? Do you think you're the only one that knows how to take care of children? That love teaching children? Eh... Hello? What do you have that you have not received? Do you know people would have loved to work for Owando? But didn't get it. You think it's connection? I've seen people very connected but have nothing to show. 
you will know all the right people, but they cannot recommend you. In your presence, they will make calls. They will tell the people about you, but you won't get it. Hello? And it's not because winch is worrying you. It's not winch. It's just not your own. When God wills it for you, even with that connection, it comes. And so now that it has come, you're not thinking that, okay, because it came, it's me. Yeah, you know, a lot of us in church, sir, we behave like that rich man. I quoted that scripture that day, right? That made a lot of, a lot of harvest and decided that it's time for his soul to marry. That's the first time I heard God call somebody a fool. Because he has thought to himself that he has arrived. Every time you think you have arrived, sorry, I cannot use that word against you, but every time you think you have arrived, you are like that man. And you are, you are, you are exactly what God called that man. Scripture calls him the rich fool, right? And that's exactly what you become. You become the rich. Mm-hmm. I cannot say it. All right, let's jump. Okay, for those of us writing, let's just write down. We'll not read these other ones. Just write it down. Um, Colossians 1.16. We've read that. James 1.17. John 3.27. 1 Corinthians 4.6-7. Write it down. It will help you understand more that everything you have comes from God. So the first thing we have in this topic is your life, right? Giving everything to God. The first thing is what? Your life. Now we've established the fact that everything you have came from God, including your life. The one that is not born again is dead. Hope you know. He that has not received Christ is a dead man. He's dead. Because he's separated from God. He's separated from his source of life. He's still living in his Adamic nature. Therefore, he's dead. The life you have now, you didn't buy it. It's a gift. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the salvation you have received is a gift. He gave you life. Right? He said a thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you will have life and have life in abundance. I have given you Zoe. Now he gave you life. You are afraid to give him. The life you did not create, you are stingy with it. Hallelujah. What is life? Definition. Let's write. Okay. Um, I'm jumping one definition. It is the quality that distinguishes a vital and functional being from a dead body. Life. When you say life, life is that thing, that quality that distinguishes a functional being from a dead body. So what distinguishes you from an unbeliever is the life of God you have received. Right? But how did you receive the life? Romans 5.12 Romans 5.12 It says, Therefore, just as true one man sin entered, just as true one man 
sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Right? Next. Let me see 13. Just click next verse. Verse 13. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So look at it. Everybody before Christ was in the law and was dead. In fact, even Jesus lived in the law. That's why we have said here before that uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John is all part of the Old Testament. Because the Testament is not enforced except the testator is dead. Abby, lawyers, a testament is a will. And a will cannot be enforced except the person that wrote that will dies. So until Jesus died, the New Testament did not begin. And until his death, everyone lived by the law. And the only thing the law brought was death. Grace and truth came by Jesus. Until Jesus. So through one man, death reigned. And Bible says, through one man, life. So the life that you have was given because one man obeyed. Your life is not a result of your obedience. In fact, you cannot obey God enough to receive life. Check now. Can you be more holy than the high priest? Eh? The high priest. The one that used to talk to angels. Can you be more holy than them? But yet, in order for the high priest to enter the holies of holies, he must first of all make sacrifice for himself and make for the people. The year he forgets to make sacrifice for himself and he enters, they will bring his dead body out. Because God cannot behold iniquity. Now let me say this. God still cannot behold iniquity. Some of you think God has changed. That he can see sin now and he's okay with it. That's why you're living your life though you're living it. The life he has given to you, you have received Christ though. But you now think that, hey now, grace means that God can see sin and not be angry. No. Grace is that God is not still seeing sin. The difference is when he looks at you now, he sees Christ. The day he see you. <laughs> That's when you understand what the Holy Ghost fire is really about. Some of you don't know the difference between 12 and dozen. That day, you will find out that 12 and dozen have difference. Amen? And so, grace is not an occasion for sin. Let's make this clear. The difference between us and them is that they had a bull that covered their sin every year. We have Christ that has washed over our sins once and for all. If not, before you even climb this stage, you'll fail to like fasting, prayer, consecration, sanctification, purification, 
justification. You will have to do everything. Because as you're just climbing the stairs, bankam, climbing, bankam, we'll just be packing dead body every day. Yes, now. And let me tell you, eh? God is still as disciplined as he was. Because the apostles lived in the dispensation of grace. And Ananias and Sapphira still died because they lied against the Holy Spirit. The difference between us and them now is that most, most of us now we're no longer living by his power. We're playing church. The day we wake up and say no more playing church, there'll be a shift. Amen. And so unto Christ you were dead. Now, because of Christ, you received life. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. So your salvation is the gift of God. Now write down, because I cannot read the rest. Ephesians 2, 4 to 5. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. Colossians 2, 13. 1 Peter 2, verse 10. Now, giving God your life is not a yearly thing. It's a daily experience. You must daily surrender everything you want to do to God. So what it means to give God my life is to daily commit my life to God. To daily depend on God for my day-to-day activity. It means that I do not decide where I carry my body to. If I must go to a club, I must get permission. So, I don't know if club is good or bad. No, 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 sir, I'm, I'm not going to decide. But ask God first. Lord, I want to go to Quilox. Can I go? They say smokers are li- liable to die young, right? I don't know if smoking cigarettes is bad. But ask God first. Lord, I want to smoke it, go. Is it good? Can I go ahead? That's what it means to daily give your, to surrender your life to God. Lord, I like this sister. She's in the choir. She can sing very well. I want to invite her to my house. And when she comes, I will pull her cloth. Lord, can I go ahead? We're being practical, right? Lord, I want to beat my wife. She's talking anyhow. Can I beat her? If God says yes, beat her. But do you think God will tell you yes? The reason why we cannot ask God before we make some decisions because on our own we already know decisions are bad. Hello? Your conscience has condemned you already. And so you're looking for a way out. And then when you're done doing it, you know we like to play, we like to play victim. Lord, I'm sorry, I don't know how I did it. You're a bloody liar. <laughs> you knew you were going to do it. You did it. Own up to it. Lord, I did it. But I'm your child. Help me out of it. That's what it also means to give God your life. To recognize your weakness and go to him and say, Lord, I'm weak in this area. If you don't help me, I'll keep doing it. Anything that passed, if goats wear skirts, you pursue. 
If mosquitoes wear skirts, you chase. You cannot help yourself. Go and tell God, Lord, I like women. I like women. God, you tried. You made women very fine. See, how can I hate what you like? No, no, tell God now. Hello? God, you took your time to make them. If I even made man sleep so that man cannot disturb you. Something you made us sleep so that you can take your time to make. It means that thing is good. And Lord, you know I like good things. So I like everything you have made. In fact, when God made them, God said that it is good. Say, God, I can't help myself, man. I like women. Tall, short, fat, slim, anything. Just let it be woman. But God, I know that you don't want me to be behaving like this. So help me. If you don't help me, I cannot, God, I will not help myself. You know, some of you to deceive God. You try to deceive, no, you try to deceive God. You say, Lord, I'm going to stop this. But in your mind, as you're saying that prayer, you're remembering that sister you just saw. And you're saying, Lord, I'm stopping this right now. I'm not going to do this again. Tell God the truth. Lord, I cannot help myself. Lord, I will not even help myself. I will not make the attempt to stop. Stop me. If you don't stop me, I'm going to stop. Alright? Be honest with God. Listen. Your life is His. You know, I was just in my wife and I told her, a lot of us have given ourselves to Christ, right? He's our Savior. But He's not our Lord. Because he's not Lord, that's why the life is still your own. So when you came out and made altar call, I give you my life. As you were going, you took it back. And so you decide what to do with yourself. If your decisions are still made by you, then you've not given God your life. You have accepted his life, but you've not given it to him. So what we do is that we accept his life because all we had was death, right? We accept his life and then we give it back to him so that he can direct us. Now listen, a Lord only has servants, right? But the lordship of Jesus and us is not the servant-master relationship. He's our Lord, but we're his sons. And so he's not going to give you something that will kill you. That's why he even says, I will not give you a temptation without making an escape way. Now only set trap. Now only show you how you escape trap. I don't understand how that works. How many of you ever chased rabbits? Ah, correct guy. Imagine you set trap for rabbits. Only you still open space for the rabbit to escape. How does it work? It means you don't like, you don't want to eat. Abi, hunger will beat you that day. That sweet rabbit stew, you will not see it to make. Don't worry, all these are your children. Hallelujah. Who is he to you? Because to give him life is to surrender. That everything about me, I'm giving it back to you, my entire life. And you know, God does not lead his servants. He leads his sons. How you know someone is a, is a son of God is by the fact that the person is led of God. So how I know that you have given your life to Christ is that you have been led by him. For as many that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. If you are not led, you are not a son. You have received his life. 
but you are not giving him yours. It's a new year, right? Can we try something this morning? I've been living my life by myself. Not anymore. I want to give it to you now. Can you come? I'll say it again. Lord, I've been living my life by myself. I've been making my decisions on my own. I don't want to do that anymore. I know I'm not a sinner. I know I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner. But I'm just living my life by myself. But not anymore. Not anymore. I want to give you me. I want you to decide what I do from today. I want to have the most funny conversations with you. I want to ask you, God, what should I wear? God, what hairstyle should I carry? I want that kind of relationship with you. God, who should I marry? What job offer should I take? What business deal should I accept? I want that relationship with you. The rest of us, can we stand? Those of us standing in the front, just talk to God on your own. The pastors will come and join you. But just talk to God. The pastors will come, join you in faith, pray with you. Pastors, please. That strength be released. That grace to serve God be released. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore L Springs.